Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of PSG Talking. I'm your host Ed, and on today's episode, we're talking all about Kylian Mbappe and the incredible news that the Frenchman has decided to extend his contract at Paris Saint-Germain until 2025. I'm not here alone. Here to help me break it all down um, is Guillaume Delaporte in California. Guillaume, wave hello. We've got Ty Taylor over in Florida. We've got James Teague over in Texas. Gentlemen, I didn't think we would get to do a podcast where we're celebrating the news of Mbappe staying, uh, but here we are. But before we get into it, how the hell is everyone? It's been a long time since we got the crew together. We can start with Guillaume. How's everything on your end? Groovy. Much better. <laughs> Groovy, yeah. This is going to be a much more positive. I know, Ty, when you were hosting for a little while, people were saying, oh, it's so depressing. This is not going to be one of those podcasts. But uh, how are you doing, Ty? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, yeah. This is a, it's a, a joyous occasion, to, to say the least. Um, no, it's, I'm, I'm excited for this. I know everyone's excited. I think, you know, there's a lot to talk about. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, today could have been worse. Let's say that. It could have been a lot worse, a lot more depressing. Uh, James Teague, how are things on your end? Good. I've got no complaints. The best mic on the team. Um, <laughs> let's just go. Ty, let's start with you. Pretty simply, how big is the news that Mbappe is staying for PSG, um, you know, for the club? What does it mean that the best player in the world right now, I think, I mean, arguably, but he's up there. He's in the conversation. What does it mean for the club that a player of his stature has decided to stay, not for a year, for three years, three additional years, which I think is a lot more than we anticipated. So take take it. I mean, the floor is yours. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, the news is huge. Uh, it's huge for us as PSG fans. It's massive for the football community it's you know massive for Ligue 1 it's massive for the country of, of France as a whole um listen I think you know everyone has the last 24 hours you know speaking about everything from political influence to money to you know whatever excuses or you know avenues they can take it but at the end of the day you know he said in his own words he didn't say no to Madrid he said yes to France right he said yes to his home country and he feels like there's unfinished business here. And I think that's really important. Um, you know, I think this is big for PSG. I think it's going to be a very big summer. I think, you know, one thing I saw today is he's done so many interviews over the last, you know, couple hours. I think it was one he did with um, Canal, I think, or maybe it was Le Parisian. I'm not sure who it was, but the quote yeah, was, him. yeah, the quote was really about, you know, the changes that are to come. And I think one of the small pieces, and we'll probably see it, you know, kind of take shape over the next couple months, but is about not only is he staying because he feels like he has unfinished business here, but it seems like he also feels it's important to set the club, you know, on the right path to be successful once he leaves, right? Which I think is important to fans like Carl and a lot of other fans who were really concerned about where the club was currently and, and 
the mess it was going to be left in if Killian was to leave, right? So um, who knows if Killian stays the full three years? You know, that's something that can be discussed later down the, the line. The important thing is that he's here now and we can build for the immediate future and hopefully set the club up for success, you know, to come. So I know we're going to dive into a lot of other things, but um, want to hear the rest of the team's thoughts as well. But that's just kind of my quick uh, quick thoughts. Yeah, I appreciate that. And people are are talking about already he's never going to be here till 2025. But important to remember, we don't no, know. no buyout clauses. So we if, don't know. He, if he's going to leave, it's because PSG sell him or he just like refuses to play or something catastrophic but i don't see that happen james what do you think about this the news about staying at psg how big is this for the for the club or maybe even for the league i've made a, a big argument that this is going to help hopefully maybe bring more money into the league through tv deals but where do you see it? what's the biggest impact of this news uh i think it's clearly the direction of the that the club is going in i mean you you've uh we've already kind of talked about it. i mean the the sporting director is gone shortly after um, they're bringing in somebody that Killian is familiar with, and um, and I also think it's a good move. You know, I, I don't I don't think this was something that uh, they just kind of asked him who he wanted, and they're like, all right, we're just gonna go get this dude because Killian said so. I think that uh, the the guy has the credentials and is kind of what we need. So I feel like the club is in a better spot. Um, I guess even if like Killian decides to leave like tomorrow. I still think his decision has put us on a better path than we were um, even just a week ago. So I think it's a it's a very big deal for PSG. Um, for the league, I think that um, it is also kind of a statement that for younger players, you know, maybe you don't feel the effect right now. Maybe you feel the effect uh, five years from now, maybe three years from now, um, that the talent stays in the country maybe you know that that's something that uh can be that's something that, that can be pointed to later to say hey maybe this decision has influenced um the younger kids that are coming up to say hey you know i want to i want to stay i want to grow the league and things like that rather than uh jumping ship and going to another league so i'm more concerned about just where PSG is headed from today forward, not necessarily just having their star player, but ha having a core, uh, maybe a, a front office that that feels like it is going to be set to be run less like a marketing department and more like an actual football club. And that, you know, maybe the TV deals do come because, you you know, people want to see Killian play and things like that. But I, I think that maybe the tide rises on uh, on all teams in Liga because maybe some of those guys start to stay, maybe not even coming to PSG, but just saying like, hey, I want to stay at Monaco. I want to stay at Lille. I want to stay at Marseille and whatnot. And maybe the parody becomes a little bit better. Yeah, it's certainly possible. And you mentioned the youngsters there. You know, Kimpembe is there, but he's not quite on the level of, of uh, Mbappe. So maybe seeing him wanting to stay will encourage some of those youngster, youngsters to stay and maybe work their way into the first team. And you mentioned Leonardo. I mean, yeah, Mbappe clearly didn't like working with him. He is out the door. So uh, we'll get into all of that new sporting director and all that. But Guillaume, I, I'm excited to talk with you because you're a longtime PSG supporter. Um 
what do, and, and you're from France, uh, we could tell from the accent. So, I mean, what does it mean to you to have a French superstar come out and say, yeah, I want to stay here. I, I have unfinished business. I want to elevate this club, this league. I want to put France on the map. What does that mean for you? Well, it's, it's not any player. Um, his interview today, the, I'm, I'm going to focus on the man, not the player. So it's, it's the best player in the world. Uh, clearly, right now, nobody comes close. But he's just um, incredibly mature for his age. Incredibly mature. But also freaking very, very intelligent and observant. He's a... This guy is an alien. He's, he's, I don't know where to start. He's incredible. Incredible. In his interview today, he talked about how football has changed. He talked about um, the negotiations with his image rights, uh, both with clubs and the national team. He explained why in brilliant terms. Um, he said, like, I don't want to cause problems, but that was an issue and it can be resolved with respect and intelligence. So when you have a player like this, I mean, I don't know, I've never listened to any Ronaldo interview, but, you know, he's an amazing football player, but I don't think he has much to say. Mbappé is just a 23-year-old, he's an old soul with a high IQ. He's amazing. He's incredible as a man and as, as a player. So I think he's, the fact that he's extending is even bigger than when he signed. I mean, all of us, three, two months ago, we were in, I mean, in the gutters. I was. So uh, I've got a little bit of a hot take at that point kind of leads to it. I don't know. I think at the end, before this season, I think he was considering Real Madrid. Mm. But I think at some point he, he was convinced that he wasn't leaving. And I think he, I don't know if he was truly ever going to leave for Real Madrid. I know that's a little bit crazy. We all assumed that he was going to go. But I think he went to Madrid when he was uh, for that lunch or whatever for that event. And I think he went out and he wanted to, you know, troll the Spanish press a little bit. We saw during the announcement when he was with Nasser and they were saying, you know, Puta Madrid or whatever. And he was kind of smiling and laughing about it. I, and now he's like, oh, I'm going to root for you guys this weekend against Liverpool. I think he's trolling Madrid a little bit. Yes. I don't think he liked losing to them twice. I don't like think he liked how arrogant they were. Hmm. I, I think at some point in the last few months he decided I'm not going and I'm going to do everything I can to really – rile them up a little bit. Um, Ty, am I crazy? Am I way off point on that one? No, I think he was going. Yeah, it's just, I'm not like, for me, <laughs> he doesn't seem like a type two. Yes, you know, there's, you know, sportsmanship and, and there's like, you know, some of the, you know, um, dark arts of it, but he's told us, and even in some of the most recent interviews in the last 24 hours, you know, a week ago, he probably thought he was going, he said that he didn't make his decision until last week that his decision was made last Thursday. He said beginning of the season that he wanted to leave, that he had asked to leave. They wouldn't let him leave. So I do think he wanted to leave. I do. I just honestly think that I honestly, and I think we've mentioned this in the past. I, I honestly don't think he knew exactly what he wanted either way. I think he's truly, people forget he's a 23 year old kid, 
right? Like I think he was torn. I think there were days he woke up where he wanted PSG. I think there were days he woke up where he wanted to go to Madrid. Um, I've always said that I don't have an issue with someone wanting to follow their dream, right? If that's what he wanted to do. There's no, there's no hard feeling for him to do that. And I think, you know, I think probably after the way that we lost to Madrid, maybe he felt like, ah, oh, you know, this didn't end the way that I wanted to. I could almost promise you that if PSG would have went to win the Champions League this year, he would have left. He would have left, you know, and I think yeah. that's also something that's been circulating on why he may not stay three years. Again, we never know what's going to happen with, this, with the CL because a lot of it is down to luck and health and stuff like that. But even, you know, Jules and Gab Marcotti were talking about it. Like, you know, he probably will have a clause in his contract or a, some kind of agreement with Nasser. Like, hey, if I win the CL before the three years is up, you have to let me leave. I would not be surprised if that's some kind of gentleman's agreement he has, right? Because at that point, he's achieved all he can achieve in France. He's won every trophy he can for PSG. He's there's really nothing else for him to stay. He's going to break Cavani's record within the next season. You know, he's going to be the top goal scorer. So um, I personally don't think that he knew from months ago that he didn't want to go. And this has been a troll act. That's just me. I do think that he genuinely wanted to leave. That's you fair know. enough. Now, yeah, when he changed his mind is is different, right? Whether that was last month, whether that was within the last, you know, week. Um, but it's come from his mouth that he did want to leave. Yeah, and I think he did notify PSG last week um, that he was going to stay. James, I want to ask you, if you were to give Mbappe truth serum, whatever the technical term of that, and you could get the, down to the real truth from him, why did do you think he chose PSG? Was it for money? He, he says it's a sporting project. Do you think he just wants to elevate France? What is the true reason that you think Mbappe is staying at PSG? Uh, I, well, I, I, I don't think it's the money. I think the money is kind of like a cherry on top. You know, that's a, um, you know, it's kind of like the, the same reason that I do my job. I, I enjoy doing it. And if somebody's willing to pay me for it, then that's, that's just even better. Um, so I think for him, you know, at the end of the day, he is a human. He has uh, parents that live in the area that uh, help him manage um, the things that he wants to manage. And I think there were probably a lot of conversations um, trying to really figure out like hey what is it that you what is it that you really want to do with your career and i'm not sure what that answer is um but i think that even if somewhere he's like yeah i do want to play with real madrid uh the when you're talking to people outside like his, him outside of his um immediate circle you know they will probably say well you know real madrid ain't going nowhere like they're still going to be there they're going to be around forever there are many other days um that you can go back and uh try to play for real madrid um whereas if you're like well i want to bring a cl to my hometown club that window is limited you have to strike when the iron's hot. So I think uh, for him, a lot of that is just trying to really figure out what is the actual goal? What do you want to accomplish here? And when does it need to be done? Because both things can be, both things can be true. He can want to be at PSG, win a CL, break records, and be the dude here. And also wear, and he can also want to wear a Real Madrid shirt. 
one of those is time sensitive. The other one is not so much. So I think if you can kind of boil it down to that, it's just a, you know, what, what is more important right now? And I think to him right now is, is accomplishing those things. Yeah, very interesting point. Guillaume, I want to get your thoughts on a little bit to what Jamie just said where he's like, Real Madrid are always going to be there. But if you listen to some of their fans, you listen to some of the media, they don't want any parts of Mbappe. At least that's what they're saying right now. Talk a little bit about what you've been seeing in terms of the reaction. This is a fan base, a media um, that they they just – it was a done deal. Mbappe was coming. There was no way he was going to stay at PSG. And they have egg on their face right now. They look silly. They look. They were embarrassed on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about their reaction, maybe the lead up to his announcement, and then if, if you think that that door is still open, if they would ever accept Mbappe coming in three years or, or whatever it might be. Well, I mean, I'm not very interested by the regular media and sports media. The quality in the world uh, is catastrophic, and it's all, you know, clickbait and all. But it does influence us because we all thought he would go. Um, but again, let's focus back on the on the guy itself, not on the football player. He was raised with solid parents, both professional uh, athletes with strong values. And Mbappe, again, is a brilliant. He has a brilliant mind. Football is, of course important for him, but he realizes what he has become in France. He's an icon in a country with a lot of tension. The, the last election can tell you that, you know, there's three blocks in France and, and it's very, very tense. He has a, a African father and a Moroccan mother or the opposite, I forgot. He was born in, in the suburbs of Paris for for the French and for a lot of young French people. He's a god. He is. I mean, listen to him, watch him. He's incredible. For the French society, he's one of the icons. He has raised to, I think, Didier Deschamps level. Every time he opened his mouth, um, it's super interesting to hear what he has to say. He's intelligent, he's, he lives in a moment, he has perspective. Also, well, there's a World Cup this year. So moving to a new club with the World Cup three months later, blah, 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 he's 23. The world is at his feet. I mean, Madrid was really to do pretty much anything. So when you hear the fans now, wow, the door is shut for everybody. No, any club would do in one year, two years, or three years, anything they can to get him. He's, he's an uh, unbelievable football player. So the fact that he's saying is, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing for Ligue 1, for PSG, for, for the French. He knows what he's doing. And yeah, of course, he put in a lot of thought a year ago he wanted to move. But then he went to Qatar and I think he gave his insight to what's happening at the club. And he has sharp eyes. He's, he knows what's up. And he wanted a project and probably, you know, 
told the powers that be over there that there's some toxic elements at the club. And this toxicity is one of the reasons why the club has never won the, the Champions League. You need a completely, I mean, it's so difficult to win the Champions League. Every little detail counts. And when there's toxicity at the club, year after year after year, it's going to impact the players. It's going to impact the impact the how the, the team holds together. And toxicity will divide rather than, than glue. And um, there's a huge audit going on right now at the club. <laughs> Ordered by... Um, the prince apparently and there's going to be a lot of heads that that going to go uh nasser is going to stay if he survives the trials he's going through we'll see but uh we're going to have a new sporting director we're going to have a new uh youth academy director new uh women team director probably a completely revamping of the medical team uh, is, is that a good thing in your opinion? I was watching, um, unfortunately, ESPN FC just to see their thoughts. Sorry and about that. I know. And, and Dan Thomas, who's the host there, and he came from Real Madrid TV, so he's obviously a homer. But he was talking about this is the problem at PSG. Neymar had all this power, and look what happened. Now they're basically giving all the power to Mbappe, and he was saying – we see now the story ends. Why are they doing it? But so far, getting rid of Leonardo, everyone wanted him to go. It's clear his mm -hmm. time was over. So so far, so good. But is it a little bit dangerous giving a player like Mbappe this kind of power? Giving a player that kind of power is dangerous. We saw it with Neymar. Giving Mbappe that kind of, of power is not dangerous. And it's not what kind of power. It's all assumptions. We don't know. He said, today, I don't want to be captain. I don't have to have a, you know, the, the captain armband to, to change things at Paris Saint-Germain. But now, PSG was Neymar team. Now it's Mbappé team. And Mbappé is Mbappé. He's not Neymar. He's from Paris. He knows the image and the impact he has on, on the Ile de France, on, on the... On, the kids in Paris, on the French population as a whole. And that's very important for him. If it wasn't, he would have gone. He's an exceptional human being on top of the best player in the world. He's unfreaking believable. So he went to Doha and he said, this is what's going on. There's some things. I've been in the club for five years, at the club for five years. And that's how I see things going on. If this doesn't change... Well, well, we'll go through the same hurdle year after year. And he went straight to the top, and the top listened. Um, before you know, the, the contract negotiations, we knew Leonardo was a goner. Uh, it's not because Campos is going to probably get the job that it really changes anything. But I think in Mbappe's head, he, he, he was like, we need to get rid of the elements that bring toxicity and, and divide to this club and focus on football. The marketing part has been done great. It's going to change a bit because also the Jean-Michel Rib, uh, dear come and very close person to uh, Nasser is gone. Uh, this is huge. He's, he's, you know, he was a man in the shadow. Um, so the way I th see things is that there's... Um, 
ergonomical work going on at the club. We're like, okay, the first phase with the staff and, and all those uh, executives uh, was interesting. We achieved a lot on a marketing standpoint. Uh, let's focus a bit on football. And they're starting right now. It's interesting to hear that uh, Ontario Enrique is, is actually back in the picture. Yeah, he's and, kind of in, in the background. Well, yeah, because so he's in charge of selling players. Which we desperately need. There's, there's so at least six or seven. Now you have two sporting directors, one focusing on selling the players and one focusing on getting new players, uh, dealing with the, the, the youth situation, which is a mess, as we know. Um, things are in motion. I think they would have been in motion whether Mbappé would have stayed or not. But it's hard to say if they were. But now he has certainly pushed things oh, along. No. And, and I want oh, to no, no, no. Yeah, they, they, they things were in motion before before yeah. all, all of this. It's not because he extended that things are in motion. Yeah, it, it was so obvious what needed to happen. But um, you mentioned one thing about it's, it's now Mbappe's team. It came out. Someone reported that he's now making he makes the most money. It, it's not a considerable difference than Messi and Neymar, but he is the highest paid. So to your point, it, it is his team now. Um, Ty, I yep. wanted to get your thoughts on because La Liga, uh, Tebas was not happy <laughs> with this situation. So? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Right? But any reaction to him basically saying he's going to take legal action, this this is not sustainable, Nasser is as dangerous as the Super League, um, any, no. any reaction to La Liga's ridiculous statement? No. No one cares, man. Like... Listen, this is the last guy to speak. You tried forming a super league. Um, no one, you know, in the media, everyone in the media is is laughing. Like Gary Lineker, who's you know in London, made a comment, you know, laughing at him. Gary Neville, you know, made a comment like laughing at him. Sid Lowe, ESPN. No one cares, right? Um, listen, there there are questions, right? And I think. Um, I don't follow the, the whole money thing too often or too much. I don't know too much about financial fair play. Um, I know it's not a thing now. I do know that there are there is a new version of it rolling out very soon um, within the next year. Um, I think the one person, <clears throat> excuse me, who I've listened to who you know does like diving in, and I'd be very interested if he does like more of a deep dive is Gab Marcotti from ESPN. Usually, really enjoys talking about that stuff, um, and he does have some questions. You know, the new you know, their new podcast, the Gavin Jules podcast, dropped today, and I was listening to it, and they dived into this pretty extensively, right? And I think common sense would tell you if you have Neymar's wages, you have Messi's wages, you have Mbappe's, like you know the math does kind of look a little janky. You know, what I mean, in terms of uh, financial fair play. Um, thing with Messi is that he has one year left, so you would expect him to come off the books in 12 months. You know, a lot of reports have seen or have said that, you know, Neymar, they're trying to ship him out. You know, I think that would help. Don't want to see him go, but um, listen, the, the math definitely isn't right, but he's the last person to speak. You know, I think this really comes down to the fact that these guys are going to throw everything in the media that's going to discredit what PSG has done here and try and cast doubt over this entire project and the, the contract, right? I think one of the key things was he, the contract wasn't even announced or signed yet, right? It was like, oh, we're going to report you to UEFA about the potential renewal of Mbappe, you know what I mean? So they were already worried. Um, and this is after he had made promises 
saying that either Mbappe or, you know, Holland were going to play in Spain, you know? So this is more so about, um, like Nasser said today, you know, it's a worry amongst the leaders and executives that La Liga doesn't have the pull that it used to have, right? And that, that's really what this comes down to, right? The emergence of the Premier League, then you have Neymar being pulled, you have Messi leaving, you have two of the brightest stars currently, you know, under 25, rejecting to go to La Liga. So personally, I'm not, I'm not worried about what he's talking about. I'm not worried about sanctions at the current time, but I do think that PSG is going to need to figure something out because if they these already three, have, they yeah, already if these have. three are on on the books for the next couple of seasons, um, yeah, that's just a lot, right? You have Mbappe apparently making forty plus forty five mil a year. You have Messi making around that. You have Neymar making slightly below. Um, I mean, this is definitely going to be the highest wage bill in all of Europe. Right, so. it, it, it is possible. I mean, Messi has one more deal and then an option, or one more year and then an option. So maybe if his salary comes off the books, we'll see. I mean, they're going to have to, right? They're going to have to. Or Neymar's, I've read from multiple reliable outlets that said that, you know, Neymar is, they're looking to get rid of him. They're going to try, at least, you know, and that's going to save them a lot of money if they're able to do that or find a club that's willing to take on that those wages. Good luck. I don't know. Um, but listen, these are things that we'll figure out at some point, right? Um, yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, James, a lot of it has been said about Mbappe staying, again, referencing ESPN FC, Craig Burley talking about, I don't care what he does in the oh, French Craig League, Burley. who cares? I'm only going to pay attention to the Champions League. If you look at the UEFA coefficients right now, Germany is fourth right ahead of France. If he would have went to Bayern Munich, no one would say anything about the league. Right, it, going from fifth to fourth league is that, you know, the, going from the fifth ranked league to the fourth is that really that big of a jump? Or even going to Italy in third, you know what I mean? It's like a lot is being said about oh, he plays in the French league. It's a lot more difficult than people think. And if he doesn't go to England, then he's not going to be in the top league. And he never really wanted to go there, although Liverpool sort of flirted with him. But what do you think about that argument that he is damaging his legacy because he's staying in the French league? Um, I don't think that I think that that argument holds weight in other sports. Um, I don't think it pretend I don't think it particularly matters um, here because I mean at the end of the day I don't know that there are you know. <laughs> I don't think that the people in France care about who really wins the EPL and vice versa. I don't know that anybody that has a team that they support in one league cares too much about who wins in another league. Um, and I don't think Craig Burnley is any exception to that. Like I, you know, I don't, I follow PSG and um, you know, I, I want us to win the league, but on any given any given year, I don't really care who wins La Liga or or the EPL. Really, I mean, I, I enjoy watching the EPL from time to time, but I don't think it matters. Um, and it, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion who's going to win the Bundesliga anyway. Um, so you know, for for the American counterparts uh, that are listening to the show, you know, it's kind of like. Uh, does it damage your legacy playing for a Pac-12 team instead of going to a Big Ten or? or even an SEC school. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it does matter sometimes because there is a step above. You are trying to make it to 
the professional level, the big stage. Uh, this is the big stage, you know, and, and there are different conferences, if you will, um, at this stage. There is no higher, there's no, there's nowhere for Mbappe to go up at all. He's already at the top of the mountain. He's got so, a World Cup. A lot of players right. can't say that. So at this point, I don't think he cares very much. I don't. I certainly don't care. And the people who do care, um, I don't know why they care because the him not having an EPL trophy and whoever else not have. I don't know. I don't know very many players that are like hopping from league to league that says, "Okay, I need to collect a trophy from each one of the different leagues." So Zlatan. that I can be considered. Yeah, I, was, I was gonna say maybe Zlatan is the only one. Zlatan yeah. cares. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He, yeah. Well, he did. Zlatan and is he did. different. Yes. <laughs> so you know, I think when when I think when people are really talking about the best, I don't know if anybody has ever said, "Well, he won this league X amount of times, therefore he's the best." I think it always just comes down to. You, uh, World Cup performance and Champions League performance, and to me, that has absolutely no bearing on what league you play in. So, I disagree a little bit. Yeah, go, go ahead, Ty. You disagree? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm happy he stayed, and you know, I'm happy he stayed because I'm, I'm of the belief that he's 22, 23 years old, right? So, like, when this contract's up, he'll still be in the prime of his career. He can go anywhere else. I disagree, you know, respectfully, James, just with the idea that this is the top. Right. I do think that there is a significant difference into the quality. Not saying that there isn't quality because I love Liga and I think there is amazing quality. There's a reason that teams come here to get their young talent, but I think there is a, a sizable gap in terms of the week to week competition. Maybe not to Germany. Yes, that would be that's for the most part a one team league, maybe a two team league if you, you know, account, um, include Dortmund. And this year, Leipzig. Uh, but yes, it's the same with Italy. I, I think the only league that has that argument is really the EPL. I don't think he ever wanted to go there. But I, I do think some, some of the greats, though, I think if you look at some of the greats, you look at Ronaldo, yes, he left Man United after he won at UCL. He went to Spain. I think while Spain isn't the same, he seeked that challenge, right? Spain was the best league at the time. It, it had all the top players. Um, you look at the team that Barcelona had, you look at the team that he joined at Madrid, um, you look at Thierry Henry, when he went to the the Prem, it was the best league in the world. Like that is where people went to really test their skills. Um, so I do, I do think that, you know, if you want to be regarded as one of the best ever, then you do have to, you know, test yourself in the best league. That doesn't mean that you, he has to do it right now is my point. I think he has time to go and do that, but I don't think all leagues are the same. That's just personally me. Um, I, I, I oh no, I, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying yeah. that they are all the same. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm just. But just when you said like, oh, he is at the top. Yes, he he's a professional athlete. But I think like, respectfully, right? I think the league on is like, I think Killian Breeze is through, through the league honestly. Like, well, I, yes, I, I, don't, yes. I don't think it's a league issue at all. I don't think it's a league issue. No, no, that, that's uh, not it doesn't I mean, matter if you play in a great in a good league, not the, necessarily the best league in the world. I think it's a club issue. It's like, okay, I'm not joining La Liga. I'm joining Real Madrid. I'm not jo joining the EPL. I'm, I'm, I'm joining Manchester United or Liverpool. In France, it's, um, well, I'm at Paris Saint-Germain and there's unfinished business there. 
if I go to Real Madrid, yeah, okay, uh, probably will win the Champions League, which they've done 48 times. The project here is like there's unfinished business and he feels that now there's an energy behind him. He has an ego the size of the Eiffel Tower. He wants, his ambition is endless. He wants to leave a legacy as a player, but as a person too. And he realizes what's his image. Maybe that's why he's giving some people a hard time with the image right thing. He wants to manage his career as he wishes. And he knows the impact he has in, in France and at Paris Saint-Germain. And he got confirmation that the club is listening to him. It's not listening to Neymar anymore, not much, or Messi. And now you hear, oh, uh, the club would like to put Neymar maybe on. No, the club is putting huge fucking oh, sorry pressure on Neymar <laughs> to for Neymar to deliver and be behind Mbappé. And Messi's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Big adaptation here for Messi. Yeah. Messi is, is amazing. So now you're going to have Neymar and Messi and maybe um, Dembele uh, behind Kylian Mbappe to try to win the Champions League. So that's the Champions League that Mbappe wants with Paris Saint-Germain. It's a bigger challenge to win it with PSG than with freaking any other big club. Well, yeah. you, we, yeah, we're yeah. a big... Yeah. Go so, ahead, so, no. so no, that's no. what that's what's happening, I think, for him. Yeah, no. like, okay. I agree. It's not a league thing; it's a club thing. No, no, no. I think I think we're we're arguing two different things. Because um, I agree, I think that the the mission he's on with PSG is very important, and it's a bigger mission than he could. I think my my response was just to Ed's question about the comments made about the league, and I'm just saying that I think eventually he is going to need to to move on he can't play in league on his entire career especially if there's this this gigantic divide between psg because that's the bottom line right in the premier league whether we like it or not whether you watch it or not there's a lot more competition because a lot more clubs have money there is no team in france that can compete with psg that's that's not objective that's not bias it's fact it's it's, it's a fact it's fact well well uh lille and monaco and Montpellier, we slightly disagree. So it's it's of course, but well, I think in the, yeah. in the facts, we yeah. should have won every single title in France with that budget, and we didn't. So it, that's yeah. a good point. But, but, but I, I look at a, a very recent example of uh, Boubacar Camera uh, at Marseille leaving a Champions League uh, team and going to Aston Villa. I mean, seriously, it's it's for the money. He can make a lot more money there. So that that's what we're saying. It's like France can't keep their best players. But to, Ty, yeah. to your point, I think you're spot on. But I would say Spain is not what it used to be. Some of the other leagues, okay, maybe they're better, but marginally. I was kind of joking, like, is playing Mallorca really that different than Montpellier? Like, how do you tell which one's better or not? But I think if he were to go to Liverpool in the Premier League, then I think you could say, okay, he's testing himself against the best. The Premier League is just far and away the sure. best league, I think, top to bottom, most competitive. So if he's going to test himself, he's got to go there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Listen, I think um, it, to me, for me, it doesn't matter where he goes. I, I do think that while La Liga isn't what it used to be, I think that it still is – better than the French League. I think, you know, you have Real Madrid. Yeah, sure. Bar sure. Barcelona's on a, on a downturn. They're still probably currently better than the majority, if not, you know, 
outside of PSG, most teams in France. Atletico Madrid are probably better than all the teams outside of PSG in France. Sevilla, Villarreal are teams that have made deep runs in the Champions League. So, you know, that's you have four or five teams there. Um, again, I don't think that this has anything to do with his current mission. I think his current mission is important. I think winning a UCL with PSG is the most difficult challenge right now because of the circumstances. Um, to do it for your city, to be the first one to do it, um, would be massive. And that is legacy building. That is insane. I just don't think, and I could be in the minority here, right? I know people want to see Mbappe stay here forever, um, and that would be amazing. I don't think he would, and I do think if he stayed in league up for his entire career, I do think it would be an asterisk on his on his legacy. I think that he is at some point, especially when you've won a UCL, mm-hmm. then at, at some point it becomes okay. Like I need go. to challenge myself against the best week in and week out, right? And maybe that maybe who knows? Maybe this is now him saying no to Real Madrid, and maybe that does open the door for a, an English thing. Maybe seeing Holland go there, you know, if he is a true competitor and he does win a Champions League, maybe he does say, you know what? The time is now. You know, if Real Madrid did close that door, then I will try my efforts. You know, in England, but but we'll see. But he just can't stay in France forever. I, I saw I saw one of those edits of him in a Liverpool jersey. I liked it a lot better than Real Madrid. I, I me personally, if he does leave, I, I want to see him in the Premier League. I just I, I'm not a big fan of La Liga. I think Barcelona's in big trouble. I know they're trying to get Lewandowski, but that just shows how far they've fallen. That they've got to get you know, someone at that age and really rely on them to be carrying their team in terms of goal scoring. So I don't think Barcelona is what they used to be. You mentioned some other teams that are, you know, really good t- top end of a, like the Europa League. Um, but the the Premier League, I, I think, is far and away. And so I think if he does leave, I would like to see him go to the Premier League. Um, let's talk about, because we're running up on, on time here. We're going to try to keep this around an hour. And I wanted to leave some time to talk about this. Uh, James, we can start with you. We've already mentioned Campos potentially coming in as sporting director. He has a, a great track history of finding talent, finding a player that's worth $8 million, selling them for $80 million. What do you want to see this summer from PSG? Where are the holes? How can they strengthen? Are there any players out there that you think PSG need to be identifying? Maybe talk about Mbappe as a recruiter. I know you're big in college football. Is he going to be out there with bags of cash trying to lure people to Paris? <laughs> Uh, what, what do you think about the summer? What does PSG need to do? All right. So I'm, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to tell you who they need to be going after. That That's that's never been something that I'm good at. I'll let other people do that. Um, and I'll certainly let um, the sporting director do that. What I do think needs to happen is the the players that are – we have some uh, – we have some anchors on our roster that – eat up a whole bunch of the I almost said salary cap we don't have salary caps um but no, they, <laughs> they they eat up a whole bunch of the wage bill and they don't play at all um that's true looking at you Kurzawa. there are some players that I think are yes probably incredibly difficult to sell um but at some point this is just me my hot take is that some dudes you just got to let go. You just got to say, hey, we're, we're not doing this anymore. Um, you know, I don't know if you can actually, like, cut players, but, like. Just just eat the contract. Yeah, yeah. just eat the contract. Tell them, like, look, we will. Yeah, I know there's no buyouts, so, but just, like, look, man, don't. Just stop coming to training. Stop putting the shirt on. We don't, we don't need you, you here. <laughs> we'll pay you because we have to, but stop showing up the facility. You don't play here anymore. And 
if you don't like that, if you if you don't want to be, uh, if you can't take pictures in our in our facility anymore and pretend like you're a PSG player, then you need to go find another job, and we will help you do that if you so choose. But stop showing up here. I think there's plenty of players that we got that need to be shown the door, um, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I think can, that there. Can I put you on the spot real quick? Is Idrissa Gay one of those players? Just with uh, everything going on with him, I don't know if you want to get into it, but is he a player that we have to get rid of? I think it's, he's a player that you need to consider. You really need to talk and really find out like what the actual situation is. I'm not saying, hey, look, you, you just need to show him the door right now, but I think there you you need to have a conversation uh, with him. Somebody needs to man up and then like actually make a decision on like what you want to do with your club. I, I mean, for the sure. for the most part, I think that you need PSG need to strip down to the basis, find what the foundation is, and build up, which is why I think that having a new youth director and all that kind of stuff is fantastic um, because clearly finding all of these stars with name recognition is not what is going to get you there. And I think that's uh, – I think Mbappe knows that. I think that's why you know he kind of floated his former uh, – sporting director's name out there and say, hey, you know, go get this guy because we've got to do better. We can't bring in just – we can't play football manager, <laughs> basically, right? We're, we're going to actually have to find – you. there is a reason that you have role pay, players. Um, I'm not saying uh, Danilo is a world beater, but he serves a purpose uh, on, your, on your club, and those guys that are willing to – try and put in those effort you need more of those but you also need more of those that also have some talent that can actually just be a part of the machine instead of trying to be the machine we can find more players like that more workhorses um more guys that can actually just fit into the system instead of trying to bring in all these pieces and then try to find a system that fits all of these conflicting systems i think we'll be better off yeah i think psg need those role players um, who are hungry, who are not on 100,000 euro a week or whatever it is that Draxler's on. We need players who we are We need hungry. more Nunos. Yeah, we need more Nunos, exactly. Um, and you said like strip down PSG, find out where the anchor points. It sounds like you were describing like a fixer-upper episode with Chip and Joe. So I know you're in <laughs> Texas. If you could send them to Paris, they got a fixer-upper over here we need some help with. But um, Guillaume, there are certainly some anchors. You talk about Nuno and uh, Hakimi and Verratti in the midfield. The attack is pretty much set. Like maybe you want to bring in an, an, one more winger to replace Di Maria, but this team is not that far away. There's not that many holes that need no. to be filled. So mm. if you were Mbappe and recruiting out there, who are you reaching out to to come and get this team over the Champions League finish line? What do we need this summer? <laughs> For uh, the past, I don't know, five years, I said we need a mobile, physical, aggressive, modern, versatile, but physical midfielder. So Danilo joined, but Danilo, uh, he's great. Pogba, maybe Pogba. Well, so Pogba is going to go. He's not going to come to Paris Saint Germain. Uh, Di Maria frees up a lot of the wage bill. Hopefully, we can get rid of Draxler and Kurzawa and the market. You know, you never know 
was if gay if there's an offer for gay i, I don't think they, they're gonna say no if there's an no. offer for paradise paradise is on high wages if so you got to sell Kurzawa for two dollars and a bag of chips yeah and it. they will and they will but so i think the mbappe wage increase will be compensated by you know most of that um but the club has announced they're looking for a starter in midfield a good youth uh physical guy as on the bench so it, it, it's a focus on the midfield uh of course they will need to replace uh, Di Maria and I think now that Mbappe is staying and it's Mbappe's club Dembele may join and Dembele is not going to come for peanuts but there's no transfer fee so great midfield uh there's a Paris Saint-Germain with Verratti and there's a Paris Saint-Germain without Verratti because the midget you know physically is already unbelievable for his uh, you know four feet uh, 20 kilos does incredible things but our midfield is not on par physically with the demands of modern football we see it in league one You've seen Paris Saint-Germain Angers a few times. I mean, it's like, what the hell? Jesus Christ. So, like you say that, we're very close. And, and the club, we had games where, with these weaknesses, when the team, when everybody was doing its job and had the proper motivation, we had amazing games in the Champions League where we were dominating in midfield. And we were like, whoa. But that's an exception. We don't have all the assets in midfield to win the Champions League. We just don't. So, well, no Pogba. We can't get Pogba and Dembele. Pogba is probably going to go to Juve. Uh, to, to yeah, I mean, to Real Madrid or Liverpool. So who's so, out there? Well, De Jong. Okay. Uh, De Jong is interesting because he's a sort of Barcelona? Barcelona, De Jong? Yeah, they can't keep him, apparently. And De Jong, uh, okay. Uh, so it would be a good, for me, it would be a good, it would fit right in. Uh, defensively, is interesting. He's a, he's a great athlete. Technically, he's phenomenal. It would help uh, um, Verratti a lot. But then if they need a powerful, mobile athlete in midfield, Look at League One. I mean, it's League One specialty. <laughs> They're everywhere. Well, that's what Campos is here for. Find and, that eight and, million and midfielder. Find, find like we. I forgot to say that uh, a man, a man, I don't know how to say it with the proper Brazilian accent or Portuguese accents. Men, men, Mendes, a guy like this. Yeah, with that drive, uh, that confidence. Um, yeah, I don't think. I mean. Monaco has the dream player, but everybody wants him. Chouamini, and and he's probably going to go to Real. I mean, I think he's, Re Re I think he's Real. Real went 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 on a winning drive and energy, and I think I think Liverpool is going to win the Champions League. They're not getting Mbappe. La Liga lost Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar. Now they're not getting Mbappe. Yeah, I think Real is yeah, he's going to take a hit. Poor, poor but, ESPN, four four billion or whatever for those rights. They've got to be. That's not great. Out. There's, no, there's no no one's tuning in to see Kareem Benzema as good as he is. He's just not that superstar that the average fan's going to tune in for. No, 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 no. So um, 
And I wanted to add something about the resilience of the club. Oh my yeah. God, season after season, we went through some stuff. And all of us, I mean, I was, I had to like stop watching PSG and like just clear my mind about the club and take a big break after the, the Madrid game. And then I saw what Real Madrid did against Chelsea. I was like, huh, okay. And then I saw what they did against Manchester City. And I was like, huh, okay. Well, we, yeah, the attitude of the team when Madrid tied the game was unacceptable. But maybe Madrid is just an amazing team this year, and it seems that they are. So, like you said, Ed, we saw progress. We we had no fullbacks. Now we have two world-class, young, motivated, and efficient fullbacks. We saw the team learning how to suffer on the, on the pitch. And now it's no longer Neymar's team, thank God. Uh, it, was, it was never going to be Messi's team. It's Mbappe's team. And hey, there's a positive, there's a positive drive going on here. We we can't slander Neymar. We got to the Champions League final mostly because he carried us. Let's let's not forget he's 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 had his moments. Yeah, but there's a reason why he's being, you know, why the the supporters are mad at him um, because there's an attitude that is bigger than the club. Mbappé, in a way, extending at Paris Saint-Germain, says, well, I'm not bigger than the club. Uh, this is in incredible. So the resilience of this club, of Hollywood FC, is unbelievable. Uh, we got we, we to realize this. And there's a positive thing going on. I hope the audit will... And I'm, I'm sure it will. I think the prince is so freaking pissed off. <laughs> Sick and tired of this bullshit. Uh, Leonardo was an issue because he felt like he was brought by the prince, actually. Um, who realized he made a mistake. And he, he had his access directly to Doha. So when you have that, Leonardo was on an ego trip against Nasser. So everybody can call the prince. No, 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 no. No longer. Now... They're going to try to have a reasonable hierarchy and get rid of the toxic elements and the tourists. Are we going to win the Champions League with that? I don't know. But this is very positive and, oh, my goodness, I, I think some positive news from Paris Saint-Germain. It's, it's all that we want. Yeah. What's happening and what, what is in motion is all what we wanted. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we get... Maybe we're not getting that uh, amazing physical, technical, blah, 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 um, midfielder. Maybe we get two profiles. Uh, the young would be a great add-on, of course. And then the, 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 the youngster from League One will have all, all of this on the bench. That would be great. Get rid of the tourists. Get rid of the toxic elements in, in the staff. Really focus on the sporting, on the, on the football side, both as a football team and as a club, and it seems that it's happening. It's huge. It's it, huge. It it's is huge. Awesome. It's huge. It's incredible. It's incredible. Two months ago, 
we all wanted to hang i mean and then this happens it's this club my god this club it has been such a difficult season at, at times you almost didn't want to watch this team and, and to your point it's like we want to win the champions league but we all know it's a lottery. You know, you never know what's going to happen. You need a little but bit of luck. Not, it's not a lottery. It is, it is a little bit. You need a little bit of luck. You need to be able to push you a do. goalkeeper over and have the referee look the other way. Sometimes you but need you that. you need the fundamentals of, of, a, of a football team and a club. You need more than just a team to win the Champions League. You need a club. It's yeah. been proven. Fair, like fair. The, the image of your club, the, the few seconds the ref is going to be like a... Why Madrid gets most of the calls? Because it's Madrid. Because they have 80,000 fans and they feel that they are the kings of the world. Yeah, and well, they you, are. You definitely can't have people after the game trying to get into the rest locker room. That that's, <laughs> that's, that stuff no. you just can't do. No, that's can't not going to win you any favors. Um, and Ed, it wasn't a foul, no? This for another podcast. We've been over this. <laughs> we weren't going to get into it. But Ty, wrap it up here. Looking ahead to this summer, are there some names out there that you want to see come into the club? It, what can Mbappe do to recruit some of these players? Can he maybe change Chouamani's mind? He's going to see him um, with the France national team, I believe. So what do you think is going to happen this summer? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I read earlier today that it's, it's not as done as we were led to believe. I think as early as yesterday, it was, you know, PSG is completely out of the running for too many. Um, it was down to Real Madrid and Liverpool with him preferring a move to the Prem over La Liga. Um, but then this morning it was, it's not a done deal. You know, PSG is, is re-entering talks with him. Listen, I, I think Monaco's apparently asking for 80 million, um, 70, that's a lot of money. So PSG is, is going to have to be diligent you know, with their coins this this year and, and make smart business moves. Um, you know, I think a name that should be talked about that me and Jonathan Johnson spoke about is, um, you know, Fofana from mm. from Lons. You know, I think yes. that's a that's a good name. Someone yeah. who, you know, you could probably get for, you know, 30, 35, 40 mil maybe. Um, but they're, they're, like you said, Ed, and Keo said too, right? There's a lot of talent in our backyard. And I think that's also one of the key things that I think Mbappe may be trying to do is, you know, bring back a greater influence of um, France, you know, into this team, you know, more French blood. I think over the years, I think Mbappe has noticed it is that there is a strong, you know, South American presence. And I think that could be part of the reason why some folks maybe don't care as much, right? And don't fight for the, the badge like we want them to. I think there is something to be said for being from France and this being your team, your country's team, um, and bringing that first trophy home. That's not to say that individuals like Neymar or like Marquinhos don't care. Um, but, you know, I think Mbappe probably does want to see more more French players, you know, in the team. And yeah, so Fofana is a name uh, that we should look at, I think. Um, you know, there is Paqueta as a name that, you know, we've heard as well. Um, I heard that the team's looking to bring in an attacking midfielder as well. Um, you know, defensive midfielder, um, also a center back that they're looking to bring in to compete with that can play on the left and right hand side in a back three. Um, you know, a winger as well, Dembele potentially. So there are a lot of names out there, um, but Fofana is probably just like one quick one that I know me and uh, Jonathan had talked about that I've also, I would agree with, you know, I think that that's a, it's an interesting name and someone that, you know, has been in the championship and respected and I think would fight for the, for the badge. You know, I don't think he thinks he's above where he is. And I think he'd come in wanting to prove and wanting to work hard. 
So it's a name I would, I would look at. Yeah, I love Hofana. Um, you mentioned center back. I'd love to bring back uh, Zagadou at Dortmund. I think his contract's running down. I think he'd be great to bring off the bench and maybe some cup games, some league gun games. For me, I got to have Christopher and Cuckoo, Bundesliga player of the year. I don't know if he'll come back. It's going to cost you a lot. I don't know. I'd love to have him It's going to cost you a lot, right? You think about him, they're going to want to sell him for 80 around there. They talk about too many, 80. Like, you're not. Christian Pulisic? What what about Pulisic? He took out Chelsea from his bio on Instagram, apparently. Could you maybe bring him in to help replace Di Maria? He's not star. I don't think he's. I don't know if he's a starting caliber. And I, I, I could be wrong. He's a good player. I, I, I like Pulisic, but um, he wouldn't be the first name on my list. To I'd rather go get Dembele if that's the case. Yeah, Dembele, it definitely seems to be possible. Um, Dembele and Mbappe are best friends. Dembele, Dembele is from Paris. Of course, he wants to play. Okay, he's injury prone. So was Di Maria. Dembele is free. He had a great free. season. Yeah, and, and this is just to replace Di Maria. We don't need really anyone up front, do we? I think we, we're good. No, it's a midfield, yeah. Um, there's a slight chance. Chouamini is like a dream midfielder. Everybody wants him. Madrid is going to have to do some, something. The not... range I heard is a done deal almost. But they have Kavaming, Kav, Kamavinga, yeah, Kamavinga yeah. who's a similar profile and probably better. So why would they get Chouamini? But I mean, imagine the... EPL clubs drooling for Chouamini. Um Again, we let's get someone a little cheaper from League One. Just many good for fun. That would be great. Get yeah, the young and, and for fun, it'd be great. It'd be we, great. we have they to start do. preparing for those new uh, financial fair play rules that'll start uh, kicking in in 2023. But guys, we didn't really even get to talk about. Pochettino likely leaving, who could be re, uh, replacing him. We have so many other topics that we could talk about. We'll have to leave it for another show because I think we just crossed the hour mark. So um, let's just go around any final words and then just mention where people can find you on Twitter. So, Guillaume, last words, and uh, where can people find you? So I don't think the Zidane story is over. I said we're saving it for another show, but go on. <laughs> hey, you gave him last words. Let the man talk. All right. Um, I think Deschamps is untouchable. Um, yeah, my last words are going to be a minute. I'm sorry. It's Mbappe, good. Mbappe, Mbappe's ambition is limitless. He wants to win the Champions League with Paris Saint-Germain, and he wants to win a second World Cup in a row with France. That's the menu for Mbappe this year. Okay. Deschamps is untouchable and will be extended. Thank God. He's a, he's a dream. I'm sorry. A dream coach is incredible. So Zidane is not going to get the French national team for probably a little while. Okay. Uh, Zinedine, how about Neymar, Mbappé, uh, Messi, Paris Saint-Germain? Tempting. If he doesn't come, it's okay. Uh, they have backup plans. Um, sporting uh, Amorim. Ruben Amorim is apparently hot right now. He looks interesting. Uh, like a younger coach would, would do a good transition. Pochettino is a failure. Um, not as a coach, but considering the situation he's he inherited. 
uh, and also yeah south american players um we we keep forgetting that we have a lot of them and they go over there they go from winter here they go in a plane they land in south america it's summertime they gotta play those brutal freaking world cup elimination or uh, copa america elimination games come back home where it's completely different culture come back to Paris in the middle of winter, and boom, they get injured. Neymar, Di Maria, uh, on and on and on. Marquinhos less because he's physically indestructible. And it's been an issue for years at, at Paris Saint-Germain. So yeah, having a lot of South American players is, a, is an issue for those incredibly demanding logistical travel. And imagine mentally, physically, it's insane. More French players would, would be great. But I'm, I'm going all over the place. Um, if we get a young, motivated coach, firm, behind Mbappé, that would work. But imagine if we get Zidane. I don't know. Now. Ooh, okay. Uh, it'd be a phenomenal asset to the club. Incredible. Two, I'm done. two icons, it'd be Mbappe and Zidane would be, yeah, would be, it would yeah. be incredible. Um, Ty, be incredible. Any, any final thoughts? And then just let people know how they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, uh, similar to what Guillaume said, I think um, Ruben Amarim is a name that has been hot on the press this morning. Um, did some research on him and some reading. Uh, his story has been quite spectacular, honestly. Quite the opposite of what Tiago Mata's story has been as a coach. So if I hear Tiago Mata's name one more time, um, I'm going to be quite upset. He's not ready for the bench at PSG, so we have to just let that one go. The Zidane thing, I'm, I'm not sure. Sounds like it's done, but like Guillaume said, you know, never say never, especially in uh, in soccer terms. I think as we've seen with Mbappe, you just, you just never know. Um, but from a lot of sources, trusted sources in France have said that that case is closed. Um, but we'll see. Um, and then also um, Hugo. Um, Itikit, uh, what is it? Hugo, what's his last name? Uh, Iketike. Apparently PSG is on the brink of closing that deal for about 45 mil. And um, Campos is, has personally taken lead on this. And this could be wrapped up very quickly. Byron, Bor uh, Dortmund, and some Premier League teams are in the hunt as well. But PSG is the favorite. That's Apparently where he wants to go so that is the young wonder kid 19 year old striker out of reams um yeah it's could, interesting could be joining um so yeah just a couple of closing things for some of the fans to to look into but um there's gonna be a lot of content this summer right a lot of things to talk about so it's gonna be a busy one guys it's gonna be a busy one oh yeah is, is good. oh yeah it's gonna be fun we we dominated the transfer market last summer we'll see if we can do it again uh, James, what about you? Any final thoughts? Yeah, um, just reiterating a couple of points that we the PSG needs to get rid of their apathy. All of their all of the players that are apathetic to um, what the long term goal is um, need to be let go. Yeah, we we never mentioned right. Icardi somehow. <laughs> I think we yeah. forgot about oh, him. Oh, did we forget to uh, do that? Yeah. It was <laughs> Yeah, so so um, yeah, the the apathetic players um, need to be shown the door. Um, 
the other thing is if we're going to, which I think we should. So um, don't take the beginning of the sentence as if I'm saying that we shouldn't. But if we're going to go after younger players, um, they need to play. Um, they cannot, mm -hmm. we cannot acquire 19, 18, 19, 20 year olds and then tell them, yeah, but you're, you're actually just going to ride, ride the bench the whole time that you're here. And maybe you play a cup game or two sometime or another. And then somebody gets hurt, and then we just throw you in the Champions League and say good luck. Um, we got we we can't do that anymore. We got to stop doing that. They need to get meaningful minutes um, so that they can grow and we can develop talent. Um, and then the last thing is, um, as Gim said, more French players are nice, um, and uh, I think that uh, football is a is as much a, a regional. Um, it is worldwide, but as far as like your club, it is um, as regional as some of our American sports are here. And the key to success in places where you can acquire players and scout talent is um, locking down and putting a fence around your own backyard. So uh, when you have talent that is right up the street or um, in your country, in your backyard, in your suburbs, in your city, um, you need to identify that talent. You need to acquire that talent. You need to foster and develop that talent. You cannot let that talent be raided by other um, other clubs, other countries, and and things like that. So, I think the long term prospect here is, um, you know, out with out with some of the old, and you need to bring in some of the new. But it's not enough just to bring them in. They have to be cared for. They have to be shown the way to do things. And they have to be given an opportunity to actually grow as a footballer. And if we're not going to do that, then what are we doing this for at all? If I, if I may add something to sure. what James said, because I think we, it needs to be um, quickly discussed. The fans, especially the, the core fans, the ultras um, have stopped supporting the team for a good reason. They're disgusted. And adding young players, French players, or from the youth academy, especially from the youth academy, to the team is something that they really want to see. And we're talking about that local identity. Yes, it's Paris. It's a capital of France, inter international city. But... There's a soul still in Ile-de-France and, and, um, and the culture. And the fans, if they can connect to this, they will connect to Neymar. They will connect to Messi. They're connecting to Mbappé. Of course, it's, it's, it's part of that. It's critical that we that the club realizes that they, they spent 200 million euros on, on the, the new sporting facilities, mainly for FFP reasons, because that's how you get a big rebate. Great, we're still sitting on the biggest reservoir of talents in football in the world. More than Sao Paulo, more than Rio. It's incredible. We need that. We, we do need to focus on the youth academy and start letting them play. Letting them play. And, and mm -hmm. we have a League One for this. It's perfect. So hopefully that will be a, a priority. And I'm, I'm sure Mbappé in his negotiations yep. mentioned that and it was listened to um so let's uh, keep our and fingers crossed it could be um 
close to what we want the team to be, what do we want the club to be. And it would not it would not be a coincidence if we get better results when everything yeah. is tighter, makes more sense. But we need we need we need to see the young Parisian players uh, play and, in League One on a regular basis. And to tie that all back in, we will know that we are in a good spot when players like Mbappe, who are from the city, don't have to go to Monaco's youth club for uh, for Paris to buy him back. When you start getting those players in your youth academy and just bringing them up and where they don't leave, I think that's when you're in. Yep. That's when you know that you're, you're, you're on the right track and that you've made it. Yeah, and we've got the, the new training facility and all that. I think that'll certainly help. Hopefully Mbappe can encourage more of the younger players to play. So I think, my final words, I think we're just entering a new era of PSG right now. Sure, some of the old parts are going to come along for the ride, but I think Mbappe... He knows what this club needs. I mean, heck, we all know what this club needs. It's not a secret. We know what needs to happen. We know the type of players that we need. And I think we finally have a player in Mbappe who has the control, that has the voice. It will make this sporting project really take off. So I just think the last decade, it is what it is. We had our ups and downs. Now we're going into this new era, at least over the next three years. And I'm, I'm more optimistic than I think I've ever been. If you're a PSG fan, I know this past season has been tough, but I think stick with it. I think it's going to get a lot better. This team is, is only going to get better, and, and Mbappe is the right man to be leading it. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm very confident. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the uh, show here. We have so much more to talk about. We'll do this again soon. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for everyone um, for reading the website and following us during this chaotic time. It's been amazing. So it's a good day to be a PhD fan. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you all next time. Bye, everyone.